this is Anna. Welcome to Reader Pod Podcast. We are here today to talk about wherever you go. Now, I loved this book, but I was having difficulty in, I don't want to give any spoilers. I think it's fair to say, though, right from the start, it's about grief, it's about loss. It happens on the first page. You know what you're getting into. What's your elevator speech for it? Oh, elevator speech would be uh, three years ago, a couple suffer an unimaginable tragedy while they're travelling in mm-hmm. Germany. And then their marriage is in, in trouble three years mm-hmm. later and they move back to, to or down to a small country town in Western Australia to try to save their marriage. And it's, you know, it's not in the best place, but they clearly care for each other. And really? I love that yeah, they so, Yeah, I think so. And and they, they decide to start, and Amy, the, the main character, she's, buys a cafe and she starts an around the world supper club and becomes consumed by you know her new life whereas her husband is slowly starting to drown in in this grief that he's never been able to express before oh that is a pitch and a half that's perfect (laughs) (laughs) well done you you. so there's a couple of things in there that i want to talk about first of all love the cafe for such a sad, sad book, really, like you do need to read it with a box of tissues. It's so beautiful. I love the coffee shop. <laughs> I love the cafe. <laughs> Completely there for anything with a cafe, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And meeting people yeah. to show them how much she loves them. It, yeah, all the all of the food references. I don't think I've ever been so hungry reading a novel. Oh, that's good. That means I did my job. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, something that, that started off with, with the story as initially she was just going to work in this cafe and, you know, she'd come to town and she would gradually find something to do. And then when it went through the, the structural editing process, they said, no, she needs to, she needs to kind of start this a lot earlier. And in the back of my head, it was like, I think she needs to buy the cafe, but I'm a bit scared for her to do that. Then it became clear that was really the only way was for her to just dive right into it because she needed to kind of lose herself in something else so that she would be oblivious to what was going on. And a small business is such a good way to lose yourself. (laughs) Yeah, you would know this. Yeah, that's right. So much yeah. to do. And I really loved that Matt's his grief is different and I loved seeing the two different I mean there's no right way, there's no there's no one way to grieve, obviously, but I think yeah, that's true. Thanks for saying that. It was it is really it's so different, isn't it, grief for everybody? Because mm. you know, one person can have the same thing happen to them, you know, and and they grieve in such a different way to the way you think you might grieve mm. if that happens. You. And so I just see grief as such a, a flexible and fluid thing. And Matt wasn't ever allowed to grieve. And that was really no. what his story was about, you know, him actually having that permission to grieve yeah. rather than always being someone else's kind of foundation, I suppose. I and yeah, whereas Amy just shut down, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But don't deal with stuff if you don't just never going to heal. And it's just, it's just to, it's allowing, isn't it? But also, yeah. it's also actually about like acting and actively doing it because you run, yeah, run, can't you? It's easier to just go, you know what, I'm not going to deal with that hard thing or yeah. how I feel or I have dealt with it as best as I'm going to. Mm-hmm. And so we've all done it before. But what happens is, you know, you get those quiet moments and bang, like there's the grief again, or there's the anger, or there's those feelings. and 
they blindside you. Absolutely. So yeah, that was that was where the wherever you go part came from was like you run, but you're taking everything with you wherever you go. I've always loved the saying, like, wherever you go, there you are. But this, I think, yeah. I won't ever forget the novel, I think. Oh, Given that's it so real sweet. depth and understanding yeah. to like, something that you know, of course. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So um, I loved Blackwood. Now, I believe that that's just a fictional town. It's not actually the most perfect place to live. Populated with oh. <laughs> no, so, so Blackwood is based on a real town in Western Australia and that town is called Bridgetown and there's a river running through it that is the Blackwood River. So that's where the name came from. And people who live down that way recognise the town, they sort of, because there's enough in there to make it recognisable to them. Yep. But it's also my version of that town and, you know, it's even since I started writing it, it's changed a little bit since then because new you know, cafes have come and gone and... Yeah, the streetscape looks much the same. There's always different things there and there's a couple, I reckon they'll be looking at each other and going, you're Una, like you're Una. (laughs) And the other one's going, no, you're Una, like this. So were you always planning to publish in 2020? Yes. Yeah. If you, if I know you that I was planning to have you at the shop for when you... I was. That was my hope. If you, if you look like next to my, my bed, I've got this little moleskin journal, just a little moleskin journal that's an accordion journal. And it, if you, you look at it, each year, each double page has got devoted to one year. So I write down at the beginning of the year, on January 1st, I open up this journal and I write down what my word or what I, I hope to explore for that year. To kind of like what my, my hopes are for that year and, and things I maybe I want to explore about myself or about life in general. So a bit of philosophical stuff, mm-hmm. but then also some practical things. And every year for the last few years has been publish my book, publish my book. Publish my book. I think it's such a beautiful book. You can tell that this isn't just a book that's just been whipped up. This book has got real depth and real warmth and real, I think it's a real labour of love. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it really is. And, and you know, I think that there's, there's good reasons it didn't get published in those earlier years. But yeah, it was, it's sort of funny because next year I'm going to have to think of a whole new, whole new goal. <laughs> and I, I can't see book two coming out next year. I think it'll take a bit longer than that. So. Oh, yeah, of course. But I wondered whether it was going to be a series. Yeah, I, I want it to be. Yeah, so my plan is to write another story to follow along wherever you go. And I'm sort of thinking I'm going to, oh, there's a character in wherever you go called Bonnie who lives next door to Amy. Yeah. And, and so I thought I would follow her story in the second book. And I started it. I wrote the first chapter last week. And I've actually written more, but I'm not happy with the direction it went. So I want to just do a, you know, start over. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Oh, it takes so close to hear that. Yeah. I yeah. love money. Um, yeah. But I think it's a difficult, it's not self-publishing that you're doing. It's with a collective? Yeah, it is with a collective. Um, it's Tara Press is a collective of authors who mostly have been traditionally published and they have taken back the control of, of I guess their writing journey and they've had rights reverted to their books and so they then started to put their books out through their oh, Puyara cool. mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, 
Um, but then I joined that imprint or that publishing, uh, small publishing press last year. And what happens is instead of me going and paying for an editor to do this stage and then paying for someone else to do that next stage, all of us in the team have to be qualified to do those things or to offer skills to each other. And that's where the collective comes in. Yeah, because oh, that? it's fantastic because some of the people like have been working with major publishing houses as editors for you know decades and, and, and they've they've got so much experience and so you know that your book's going through of this incredibly rigorous process with lots of eyes on it rather than just me being that one and maybe paying a copy editor and, and not it's being as happy with the yeah. outcome. So you get all of the benefits of a big editing process and a big yeah. like knowing how the whole industry works and everything but you're doing it yeah. on your own. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's just a very different way to do it. So I just uh, proofread Desney King's book, oh, um, Trans and Angels, which just came out. Yeah, so, and it's a beautiful, beautiful book. And, you know, before that, I'd proofread someone else's book. And, and in the meantime, someone else was copy editing my book. And then it went to proofreading and Desney proofread my book. And so these all things are happening. And then, you know, somebody else is really good at project management. So they might be keeping all the schedules tight. And a beautiful way of women working together yeah. to to make these books the best they can be that's mm. incredible because i think you've got a long valuable good long career in in publishing yourself yeah it's been quite different um in that it's a so i started off as a journalist mm -hmm. um before that i was working with a publishing house but writing children's curriculum and that they were based in sydney and so i at the time lived in sydney and so i would write this curriculum and then i moved to perth and i took that job with me so i was doing like working from home before that was a thing back in the like early 2000s i was over here and what doing, a trendsetter i know i didn't know i was such a trendsetter who knew <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was doing that i did that for about five years and then i got into journalism which is what i always planned to do when i left school but didn't do and um Yes, I did that for quite a few years and then did news editing for quite a few years, which meant I was, sort of, I was managing the team of journalists that were on this paper. And then I went into, now I'm doing marketing as a part-time job. That's when I started to work with Serenity Press for a couple of years. And yes, yeah, so I've moved on from that now, but that was a great experience as well because you know, I got to go to London with that. I went to the London Book Fair. I got to work with people like Kate Forsyth and yeah, on her Vasilisa book and Lorena Carrington and Juliet Morelia and you know so working right. on those spirit art books yeah. was a fantastic experience for me oh yeah mm. oh that's how exciting and when yeah. I, when I was logging um wherever you go into Goodreads I, you've got um picture books as well I see yeah I do oh, yeah so sweet yeah I do I've got three picture books out and um yeah they were released through Serenity Press and one of them was released earlier this year. So right when COVID started, I had this picture book released oh. um, Alexandra Rose and her icy cold toes. And it's, it's just this delightful little story about a little girl who's got cold toes oh, and um, needs to find a way to warm them up and involves her whole family in her little mischievous escapades. Yeah. I have um, nephews that would love that book and, and these that probably maybe a little too old for it yet, but she would still love it. <laughs> 
Oh, she probably would. And they probably like the other two books as well because, I, I, you know, I went to Book Week recently and just read these books to kids yeah. and they just they don't seem to get old and that's been... Oh, that's no, been that's what I mean. She, would, she wouldn't like to get it for a present, but she'd like very much to have to be reading it when she's over here and things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And you also do a great blog as well, which yeah. feature other authors, and that's fantastic. I love your stories to the stage. Stories to the stage is a great program. Yeah, and I think the blog, like that started years ago as a, it used to be called Write Note Reviews. And I. Oh, cute. Yeah, and I had this great idea because I'd finished work at the newspaper. I actually um, wasn't able to use either of my arms for, you know, six months or so, just very minimally. And so I couldn't type, I couldn't, I could barely do anything because it was a sort of a combination of um, tendonitis in both arms and it just stretched up all around the neck and I was just, just a complete mess. And it was, I think, you know, partly extreme overuse and stress from the working environment I was in. And so I needed to really kind of pull right back and figure out what I was going to do. So I had this great idea while I was, you know, recovering and I thought, I know what I'll do. I'm, I'm going to review books because I used to review them for the newspaper and that'd be great. And, and no one's ever reviewed books before on a blog. I've seen cooking ones, I've seen this, but I'll do this. And I was so wrong because that many people who are still reviewing books now, they, they were all very active with theirs. I was like, oh my goodness, I've got to really work hard to kind of get myself you know, noticed. It was it was a really interesting time because I was getting you know, 30 books a week, since, uh, a month sent to me. And just, oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, oh no. <laughs> It's so exciting at first. Like you're just like, oh, what's my present today? And every day I'd come home and there'd be, you know, five or six parcels. And oh, wow. you'd spend an hour writing a review. And when you think about that hour to do the review, not counting your reading time, then there's these hours and hours of work that I was putting in and not having time for anything else and certainly not writing a book. So, you know, gradually that that pro that shifted to where I'll now get authors to contribute to my blog and to you know, write blog posts about their writing life or about, you know, a letter to their unpublished self or I something yeah. something like that, yeah. And occasionally I'll put on a blog post about what I'm up to or if I'm struggling with self-doubt or, or, you know, whatever it is I'm going through at that time just to maybe inspire writers out there that know it's not all glamour and success because it, it really isn't. It's There's a lot of hard work and tears mm. that go in. Oh, I know, I know. When you watch the Instagram pages of being you think everybody's having a much better life yeah yeah. so important to know that everybody else is trying everybody else ailing everybody else is doing the crap work yeah yeah and we've got to say that sometimes you know like not always just show the good stuff like i've been out today and i was fortunate to meet up with an old friend and go to a cafe sure like i know i'm going to share this photo on instagram later right (laughs) (laughs) there's also other things that that go along with you know my day that i'm maybe not going to share and sometimes I do share like you know, something maybe there's been a rejection or maybe there's been a negative review or something like that and like that's all part of it it's it's sort of not fair to let people think that it's just all all perfect and you know like, like making a million dollars because my dad asks me that jokingly but he's kind of not joking because mm. he sort of wants to know that like oh my daughter's really successful she's sold heaps and heaps of books and I'm going it's just I'm just not going to make a million dollars out of this well I think um, nice. Sandy Docker told us when she was at the shop that it's like 13,000 that a professional 
or the like, the average professional yeah. work a year. Like yeah. this is yeah. hard work, and yeah. there's something really wrong with our world today. <laughs> when you put in all that effort and all of that blood, sweat, tears, and it's just not yeah. rewarded. At yeah, end. you just have to look at other ways to feel rewarded. And yeah. I mean, it's all nice to say like my biggest reward is having a reader like my books. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful feeling, um, oh. but it's an affirmation, isn't it, of what you did? But it doesn't pay the bills, and so you have to then look for other ways to make that money. Yeah, um, pay the bills. You can pay the bills. Yeah. Oh, fascinating, fascinating. It's such a warm and heart book. Um, but I'm so hesitant to give away the spoilers. Well, the, the, look, the, the, the main story. that from the cover. Oh, we'll talk yeah. about that. You can see it. So you can talk about that part because, okay, the story is about a couple who they lose a child. Yeah. That's not, that's not really, that's revealed really early on. So really I don't see that as a mega you know, spoiler. Well, there are other spoilers in the books that we don't need to talk about, you know. But, but that particular one, um, you know, there was a reviewer who said, oh, I wish I'd known from the cover or the blurb. And I'm thinking, but the cover kind of tells you, to me, it's really, it's really clear that this might be what it's about and so some people that's going to be really hard to read and I think it's horrible getting three quarters of the way into a book and having something that so I have this friend she's going we're going through the breast cancer now and I was thinking of the Rachel Johns book I love Rachel Johns book and just one wish and it wasn't until I was like about to hand it over I'm like oh my goodness you can't like some books should come with a trigger warning there's some books that you can give and there's some books that you just I think it is important to know what you're getting in for at the start yeah. And I think and also, the book does that very clearly. Yeah, and that I guess like trigger warnings are a debatable topic as well. Like in some way, like we need readers to be able to judge where they're at. And like yeah. if I'm reading a book and it is triggering for me, then I'll probably put it down. I know and say, oh, enough now. Yeah, that was about down. that. And yeah. a year later, it might not trigger me in the same way. Yeah. And I think you know when I talked to readers, uh, there was someone the other day, and she she has lost her daughter, but her daughter was in her twenties, and you know I just said to her, just save it for when you're ready, and she read it straight away, and so oh. she was obviously in a place where she you know it happened five years ago, she was able to, but there's other people who it would be way too raw and emotional, or maybe they've got a young child, and so yeah. they think oh, no, I can't go there. But that's kind of how I had to write it from is like, what if it was my kids? Like, what if something's happened to one of them? And, and I that's think how I'm right in saying you haven't. Like, this is just something that you've, this is nothing that you've gone through yourself. This is just fiction. So, yeah, so Amy and Matt's story, I haven't experienced um, a loss of a child. In, um, but I have experienced grief in many other ways I've lost other important people in my life um, and I've experienced grief through a marriage breakdown and through other other ways that you can experience it so you kind of draw on all of those things that you you've experienced to write something like that but that exact part of the story no that wasn't something I experienced at all but I did experience you know what um, I've seen people experience what Matt went through um, and I have also experienced to a great degree what Matt went through in terms of having to um, support someone who was in denial of their their feelings and therefore not looking after my own yeah. you know so Matt I understand him very very oh. well you know I've, I've I've been there in, in a yeah. different way, but yeah. I wasn't expecting to empathise with Matt nearly as much as I did. I think um, I bloody love him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love how you said that. 
Everyone loves Matt. <laughs> he was so much more saintly when I wrote him first. It was like he was um, couldn't do anything wrong, but this time around, like now, now he's a much more well-rounded character, I think. But he still gets the empathy of so many readers and male readers in particular oh, really yeah. drawn to him. Yeah, yeah. I think because it gives the men's side story. Yeah, so so valid. That's so important. Yeah. Um, I got so yeah. much out of the book. Oh, I'm really, really glad to hear that. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Um, I still want to talk to you in Sydney about it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make maybe next year. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, Like The Sound of Wherever You Go, um, um, you can buy it online um, at any online retailers like um, Booktopia. Um, book depository, all of those places. Order you can, very easily. Yeah, and you can order it in from like go to your, your own bookshop and ask mm -hmm. them to order it in for you. You can go to your library. It's great if people go to their library and yeah, ask. Yeah, I did that too. I love supporting um, authors like that. Oh, it's great, <laughs> and it's a really really good book club read. It's even got book club notes. So I know a few book clubs who now. Yeah, There's taking so much that you're thinking about at the end that it really yeah. is a great book club read. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think that's, that's it. I think. If people like the sound of it, then I'd love for them to go and spy it and let me know what they think. Excellent. Oh, that's so good. Thanks so much for yeah. talking with me, Monique. It's yeah, a pleasure, Anna. Let's do this again. Yeah. We're chatting and probably the talk to you. It's just having a conversation with a friend. That's what it feels like. Okay, so thanks for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. See you next time on Read a Pod Podcast. <laughs>